Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com acast, and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com acast. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, hello and welcome to the Blizzard Watch podcast. I'm your host, Matthew Rossi, and wow, uh, they dropped the patch 6.2 notes, the PTR notes today, and we were all kind of like going, ah, like kids when they drop candy in front of you for some strange reason. I don't know when that happens. I mean, Easter was just here. Perhaps it's like chocolate eggs. I, you got me. Uh, with me tonight, uh, as always, is you know, Ann Stickney, who's you know literally been here more often than I have at this point. And also filling in for Adam, because as you might understand, when they drop patch like this, it, it's big and we have to respond. And our site gets slammed. So Adam is very busy and can't make it. So replacing him is our own uh, uh, you know, Liz. Liz, say hi to everybody. Hello, hello, everyone. Yeah, um, Liz Harper has been the managing editor of the site for a while now, and she's taking Adam's spot. So we're going to talk about Patch 6.2. We were, we had other stuff we were going to talk about, but no, we're going to talk about Patch 6.2. It's 6. funny, 2. too, because they just dropped this, what, like a half hour ago? 45 yeah. minutes ago? Yeah. Well, that's At this point, it. about an hour. Like, just I'm, like, I'm, my, my wife came boom, down and said... there it is. Yeah. So, and... Yeah, it's... Whew, wow! Okay. There's a lot here. I mean, yeah. for the first round iteration of Patch Notes... It it seems like it's kind of slim in terms of class changes and stuff, and I'm sure there will be lots more as yeah. time goes on. And there are sections that have not been filled out yet. They're just kind of there as placeholders, lot, and they will be see, filled out. But what is there? Yeah, you'll see a lot of material. A lot of the more information will be added as development continues type notes are in this, so... Don't don't freak out yet. If you haven't, if you don't see a class change you think is desperately needed, you know, give it a little time. If you see a class change you hate, give it a little time before you get upset because this is just the first. But one of the things I think we ought to talk about first and foremost is this feels like the last patch of this expansion. Well, okay. Patch I'm notes. sorry. Patch yeah, notes flat notes. out say finish your legendary ring. Yeah. Guess when we finished our legendary cloaks. Yes, it was the last patch of the expansion. Now, here's the part. Here's the part, though, that I'm wondering, right? When we finished our legendary cloaks, 
Um, it was basically, was it 5.4? 5.4 came out. Timeless yeah. Isle came out. When the Timeless Isle came out, you didn't have to go do anything in Siege of Orgrimmar to finish your cloak. You just went and you did Rathion's trial things. You beat the dudes on the Timeless Isle, and then you got your cloak. And you got your cloak just in time to complete that last raid. And that cloak came in very handy while you were doing Siege of Orgrimmar. So what I'm wondering is, with this last stretch of the ring, if the ring ties into what's going on in the new raid, then I don't think this is the last raid we're going to see. I don't know. I really... If you finish the ring before you even access the raid content, then this might be the last patch. So here's the thing that gets me. This is patch 6.2. Yep. 6.2. Yep. It's just, I know they said they wanted to do this faster. I know they did. But I've been trained over the past decade. (laughs) Right. Expect at the least a three at the end, if not a a four. Three or a four. I I was not expecting the least that we've had. I was not expecting this. And, And so it's like, I don't, you know, I can't say for certain this is the last raid, but it sure looks like the last raid. Except there's one name. I I I want to like let Liz do some talking because you and I have talked <laughs> quite a bit. Like Liz, what what first when you look at these patch notes, what jumps out at you first? The, the first thing you really notice and think, wow, I need to talk about that. Um, well, it's really what y'all were talking about. This kind of this idea that we're heading into our last raid dungeon and we're heading into our last patch, but it's hard to see. I mean. I think that's what Blizzard wants. They want to speed things up. They want to get patches out faster. But at the same time, they've historically proven really bad about speeding up development. And we haven't heard a thing about the next expansion. So we can't... Are we going to wind up with another Siege of Orgrimmar where we're going to have this raid dungeon for, like, the next year? Here's what I'm thinking. Hmm. Obviously, this is the first iteration of the PTR, and because this PTR has a raid tier in it, testing is going to be longer than it was for the prior patch. So I don't expect to see this one out on live servers until probably... When does the new expansion for Final Fantasy come out again? Is it the (laughs) end of June? I think we're going to see this the end of June. (laughs) Jen, I don't know why you would think that. Right around around that time period. Right around that time period. I think we're going to see this come out. Um, Which would give us June. Okay, so is it the end of June that it's coming out? I think you so, but I don't know. I think it's okay. so, So July, August, September, October, November, right? Okay, five months five months and then BlizzCon is out. I think BlizzCon is going to announce an expansion absolutely because they do it every other year. That's pretty much like clockwork, right? I think they're not only going to announce the expansion, I think we're going to have a playable beta. Like, immediate. An immediate beta. And the whole reason that I think this is because they've really been pressing this idea of having shorter expansion cycles, but they've never really kind of stepped up on it and they've brought back some people, you know, in the development team, that kind of thing. They brought people back in that were working on Titan or whatever, and now they're back o- over on Warcraft that I think are helping with this process and kind of kicking everything into high gear where it wasn't happening before. I would not be surprised if we actually have a one-year expansion. I, I wouldn't. You know, it's funny. I, I, 
I want to do some breakouts of other stuff of some of particular stuff that's been posted. Right. Before I do that, I want to like really quickly just say it's funny to imagine they, they talked about when they were doing the Warlords press thing that they that they had to work people in and get them up to speed on their process when they brought them in. And it's interesting to think about if for once I don't want to say hype because it seems like I'm I'm denigrating what they said, but it really is a situation where we've been told this before that this is going to be like different. It's going to be the new type of thing. We're going to get expansions out faster. If they actually start doing it, I don't know if I can take it. (laughs) I'm so used to two years between expansions and expansion every year. It kind of, it's funny. It feels really, really weird. Yeah. It feels fast, really fast. I mean, there's other MMOs do it all the time, but it just feels strange, but all right. I want to do some breaking out because, you know, there's a lot to talk about. One of the things I want to talk about really fast. I want to talk about this mythic dungeon difficulty in the notes. Uh, Liz, have you read these? Uh, I've skimmed them. <laughs> okay. Uh, you guys, I'm going to just read this, and then you guys can talk about what you think about it. Draenor dungeons now have a new difficulty level designed to challenge even the most hardened adventurers with a, with a befitting increase in reward. Mythic difficulty is geared towards players that enjoy tackling difficult content in smaller groups and is designed to provide an alternate progression path. Mythic dungeons are on a weekly lockout and drop gear that's item level 680 with a chance for boss at the end to drop loot that's item level 700. More information will be added as development continues. This is a five-person raid. This is a tiny five-person raid. That's what this is. So like, what do you guys think before I go on? Like, I can go on about this all Not night. only is it a tiny five-person raid, but how many dungeons are there on Draenor right now? Hmm. How many are there? Is there uh, not that is many? Six? Five or six. Five or six? So it's five or six mini five-person raids with loot that is equivalent to... Is it heroic high mall? It's six eighty to with chance at seven hundred. So it's yeah. Well, the last boss, the last boss drops seven hundred guaranteed. Yeah. So there's a. Uh, the thing is, is that it isn't just the five or six dungeons though, because we're not sure which ones will be mythic. But there's a lot of possible new stuff going into LFG, according at least to some data mines. Yeah, there's some interesting stuff going on, right? I had a chance, a small chance, and I'm going to hop on again later and look into this in detail. But when you go into the group finder on the PTR right now, there's a few different sections that you can pick from on the drop-down list. And one of the drop-down selections is, I believe it's Time Walker slash Lich King Dungeon. Um, What that is, don't know. Interested Hmm. in finding out. Um I'm wondering if this is kind of the reverse engineering version where these old dungeons and things are being scaled up to meet our item levels and give us an actual challenge again. That In would be... Case, also, I'm gonna... we don't just have the five dungeons of Draenor. We have how many dungeons have been released in World of Warcraft, which is a considerably larger number, is what I'm saying. Yeah. I'm going to... I, I want to let Liz talk because you've been trying to talk for a bit. <laughs> Yeah, uh, I just want to mention really fast that Hellfire Citadel loot level is normal is 695, Heroic is 710, and Mythic is 725. So that gives you an idea of what people will be doing. Liz, you were going to say something? Um, yeah, I mean, Blizzard has all of this great content that they've been creating for years. I mean, I'm always talking about how much I loved running Karazhan 
and uh, just all of these old dungeons. They've got so much of it, and no one visits it anymore because it's unless you want a transmog or you want a pet, which is why I've been running classic dungeons. But you know, it seems like it would be easy to bump these up, and players who didn't play when these things were new could revisit them because it's still good content. It's still fun to play. It's just it's so far below us that. Yeah, none of us, most of us don't. And when you level up through it, you tend to just run heirlooms, so you don't really get to see it Yeah, in a lot of cases. You, you just speed run it. If, or, if you, or you run it in a group with you guys, in which case I have no <laughs> idea what's going on. We're, we're running around in circles. Yeah, low-level dungeons don't expect you to be in a coordinated group that knows how to kill things. Things just die. So, yeah, I mean, I'm, one of the things I'm thinking about the, the Mythic Dungeon is, on the one hand, man, that's that's an interesting way to do a catch-up mechanism. Because that's yeah, what because that is. Yeah, because all of a sudden, all of a sudden, LFR for High Mall and for Blackrock Foundry, completely irrevel- irrelevant. Why would you do it? Huh. No reason you do to it. do it. You, you do, do it for it. the ring. That's like the only reason <laughs> you do it. One thing I do think is a little interesting about Mythic Dungeons is like the the difficulty curve right now seems really weird because right now you might run running dungeons at all seems kind of why would you do it? Because it has either normal or heroics. It seems like you can get into LFR without doing much of either. And you can get into LFR with a couple of pieces of crafted gear and finishing the grant. Yeah. And so why would you do why would you bother to do a single five man dungeon? Because exactly. the rewards are so much lower than LFR and you get them more easily. And it's even worse for heroics because heroics are a lot harder than normal dungeons, but they don't give rewards that are anything near what you can get in an easier LFR. So the 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 difficulty progression is way off. I have hardly run any dungeons in Draenor because it's just why would I waste my time doing this? Yeah, this is what I find well, interesting. Sorry, go ahead, Rossi. I was just going to say, I was carrying on from what Liz was saying. Um, we don't know what LFR, a Hellfire or Citadel is going to be. It'll probably be around 680, I would think, based on the fact that the loot uh, starts at 695 for normal. So Right, but, you cannot, but instead of running five mans, you can jump into LFR for earlier dungeons and work your way up that way instead of even bothering to do any five mans or five-man just, heroes. I'm just wondering, yeah, what I'm wondering is, is, are, is five-man mythics difficulty going to be so high that it is basically just something you do with... Is, is this basically re- re- replacing challenge modes? Yeah, will, I wonder. Will mythic, will mythic be the new... You and your five-man group want to do the hardest possible content. Here's what you have. Because right now you basically have, if it's not accessible to people, like you know, it, and I have no idea if this is even going to be something you can do through LFG directly. Like you know what I mean? Like I don't know if you can random run mythics. Like and or, wow, what would that be or like? If you want to? Yeah. What would what would that be like to run mythic difficulty with, with a like, once a week lockout with yeah. a with a week long lockout like that? I'm assuming that it's going to be one of those things where you can cross realm like with the group finder, like you can do with raids right now. Yeah, where you could form a raid and do it. it it's, but you might I'm assuming not... that it'll be treated more like that context than go in, find a group, hope you know, cross your fingers, hope you don't mess yeah. up. You know, yeah. yeah, that doesn't feel like something you could really do. 
Yeah. You you might not want a random group. If it's I mean if it's content on the difficulty of challenge modes, then you don't want to go in with just a random group of people. You need to go in with people who know their stuff and know how to kill the bosses and Slowpoke in the chan- chat channel had a good point. He said challenge is speedrun mode. Mythic True. is small guild raid mode. Yeah. It does feel that way. It really does feel like, you know, if you've got if if your your raiding guild has five people that are going to be on during the week and want to start doing some content as a group, that's what they have. Even if you don't have like enough of run raids, this is like your even smaller than a ten man raiding raid group, which is really interesting. That's well, really this interesting. is what I, this is what I find kind of fascinating, right? Okay, we all jumped into Dranor. We all did the first leveling rush. We all went through the dungeons and the heroic dungeons so that we could start doing the raids. Those raids and that LFR suddenly made those dungeons irrelevant. We just chose to do LFR instead. So we've been doing that. We've been doing LFR and raids, LFR and raids. We went and did it through Blackrock Foundry. And now they're introducing something that's like dungeon stuff that makes those earlier LFRs irrelevant in the same way that they made the first round of dungeons it's like a stair step you know what i mean <laughs> it's just weird it, it's weird I, I like it i like well, the you know idea what? it's behind funny it. if you are the kind of player that doesn't have a group of four to five other people right then so lfr will still like yeah. lfr will still be your way to go especially yeah. since there's going to be an lfr for hellfire citadel so you'll still want to do lfr and you'll still you know, if you level up an alt, you'll get that alt leveled through the same process as before. You'll hit, you know, LFR and you'll work your way through the various LFRs. If you have a group of four to five friends, though, you guys are probably going to be better served running mythics, Mythic Dungeons. You, you got something that you can team up and do on a small scale. What I also like about this is that it's like, um, well, I remember when Heroic Scenarios came out. With yeah. Mr. Pandaria, like my my guild, we used to get groups of three together. We'd go run the heroic scenario because it was just it was just something fun that a small group could do. Right, and this feels kind of like that, only slightly more difficult because the heroic scenarios. Let's face it, I was in a raid <laughs> guild at the time. We pretty much just blew them up, right? Um, yeah, we don't know I don't how think hard we're going to be able to do be. that with these. Yeah, but it doesn't feel like Mythic will be that easy. I, I like the idea. I really like this idea. What's just like stalling me out right now and what I'm fascinated with is this whole Time Walker thing. Um, there were some people suggesting that, no, the dungeon isn't going to scale up. You're going to scale down hmm. to where you – whatever way it works, the difficulty levels are going to be the same, right? You yeah. go in and it's going to be difficult again. Which is interesting. Either way, uh, that are, sounds super fun, honestly. Yeah. They've actually got two right now. They've got three that are called Random Time Walker in some fashion or other. Yeah. There's Random there's Time Walker Dungeon, Burning Crusade. There's Random Time Walker Dungeon, Wrath of Lich King. And then there's Random Time Walker Lich King Dungeon Test. There's, but also, there's, there's other stuff. There's the Burning Nether... There's Hell a bunch. Yeah, yeah, there's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch of dun- notice that there aren't actually any dungeons mentioned in the patch notes. Like they don't patch say anything mentioned. about dungeons in the patch notes, but in the dungeon list, it looks like there might be new stuff. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe those are scenarios Maybe. or something. But okay, we've got that. We should probably talk about. Well, we'll leave Hellfire Citadel for a little bit later. We should probably talk about the Tanan Jungle Unlock and the the, the, and the new uh, Garrison stuff. Right. Uh, either one of you want to talk about that first so we can get it rolling? 
Uh, so Tanan Jungle is being unlocked, obviously, uh, because that's part of 6.2. We had to go take the fight back to the Iron Horde in Tanan. Um, all of that stuff that we saw on the original PTR as far as stuff in the Iron Docks and whatnot, either that's been scrapped or just moved because now it's set up so that you access Tanan Jungle like to go retake it by constructing a shipyard in your garrison. And I thought that maybe the shipyard was actually located out on the Iron Docks, but the thing is, is it's listed under New Garrison Features. Yeah, and when does you get make this, me think that yeah, that's gonna be that's gonna be off of your garrison. Your garrison now has a naval. When you first thing. get the quest, it's I think for the horde, it's Vol'jin. I know for the alliance, it's Varian. Yeah, they Vol'jin. show up. They're, they're they in actually your show up. They make an appearance. They're there on Draenor <laughs> finally at last, doing something. This is great. I've been waiting for them to do something. <laughs> the only time we've seen them this expansion was like. Hey, you're doing a great job. Build a level three garrison. See you later. In that cutscene, and that was it. Very <laughs> like, at least got to be in the, the in the like, Lords of War bit. You yeah. know, there wasn't yeah. any like you know corresponding Vol'jin sitting in front of a map with Thrall going, "Hey, man, who are these guys? Who, who I never are, heard of them. Who be, who be these men? <laughs> who be these orcs? I don't know who them is." And Thrall's like, "I don't know. Some guys. <laughs> they're my, they were dad's friends. Uh, <laughs> they were dad. Yeah." Dad's friends, friends, dad's buddies. I mean, you, you know, you knew Grom. I mean, we all knew Grom, right? Yeah, Grom. Grom's cool. Grom was a jerk. <laughs> yeah, he was kind of. No. Um. So, what's going to happen with these is inter- it's, it's interesting. Okay, so the shipyard. You construct the shipyard. You need a level three garrison to construct the shipyard, and there's a path involved where you have to go collect items or something. You have to collect resources, whatever. But you can build ships in your shipyard and send them on naval missions. There's nothing there specifying what these naval missions are and whether this is just like a glorified now you have table type followers. thing, but you get boats, I guess, and you get to send the boats out to go do things. And I actually like that idea and I'm interested in seeing where they go with it. I'm terrified. It feels very Warcraft 3. <laughs> I'm terrified this is going to turn into like there's, there was an old Sid Meier game called Pirates. Yes, I love that game. I played the heck out of that game. I'm terrified it will turn into this game because if it does, I'm like, I'm just, in the words of of a long ago web comic, I'm just going to stop peeing. (laughs) Yeah, pretty much. It's just, you're just going to be there constantly. I need the game on a tablet right now because my bladder, it hurts. Oh, my bladder hurts. I mean, they'll probably put it ends a t- up being at all like Sid Meier's Pirates. I'll be absolutely yeah. delighted because I loved that game when I was like, oh yeah. my gosh. I the mean, sword fighting was fantastic. Okay. Sorry. I, I'm, I'm sure that it'll, it'll, pro- it'll probably have the same kind of limitations that follower missions do to keep you from just follower missioning all day. But I'm, just, I, I'm wondering no. if you're going to send your followers. It's like, okay, guys, get on the on boat. The boat. <laughs> <laughs> Poor Lantressor is like, I get seasick. We don't care, Lantressor. You've got the right trait for it. Get on the boat. <laughs> First, you kept me in a dark hole in the ground for months. No, now you make me on the ocean. I miss Nagrand. <laughs> turn. It was going to end up happening. Sure, I was <laughs> locked in a hut, but I knew where I stood. <laughs> they're going to the end of this expansion. It's going to turn out we've pushed Lantressor too far. He's going. He's going to form. He's, he's going to form the you know the the, the Nagrand horde and. So yeah, there's going to be new daily quests available in Tanan to acquire shipyard resources. I'm assuming, now what I'm wondering is, okay, garrison resources, obviously you use those to run the war table missions. 
Is there a specific new currency for the naval missions? Like God, shipyard not. resources? Is that specifically for... Oh, uh, another, weird. another resource gate sounds horrifying, but... I maybe. am... I am withholding any opinion on this particular sentence that says that Tanan will include open world questing with rare creatures and hidden treasures scattered throughout the zone. Because that sounds exactly like the Timeless Isle. And, and it sounds like every other zone on Draenor. So. Yeah, I am about Timeless Isle Draenor out. I would like some good old-fashioned quests that give me stories and things. Yeah, I, Although... Honestly... Honestly, if it if it played a lot more like, again, I, I think patch five point two, five point two was yeah. beautiful, and why they have not recreated yet it yet, I have no idea, because it was the best patch, one of the best patches in Mist of Vandar. It was a standout patch. I mean, that doesn't mean that there isn't good things to the open world questing model. I think no. it works. It works pretty well in a lot of zones. But I miss. Having a story, a directed story, feeling like there's a purpose to what I'm doing. Because right now, all I have to hang on with that is Cadgar, and he's just not doing it for me. <laughs> Honestly, I think that to a degree, um, they should learn from the from the Garrison campaign, yeah. and a make it less random, and yeah. b make it like more regular in terms of you know you know once you know week, when you hit a moment. Yeah, once a week is not enough it's not fast it feels really stilted and awkward and too long and i lose interest in between yep and you get one quest and when you get the next one you just completely forget where you were at it's there's too long of a pause there totally agree 5.2 was beautiful because you, you yes, didn't you wait had the daily quest. Yes, you had the repetitive daily quest and they were kind of obnoxious anything that sent you into the, that cave <laughs> was really irritating. I hated that cave. Oh, I hated that cave so much. But anyway, it had its, obviously it had its drawbacks because, again, it was a wheel of daily quests and that wheel sent you here or there or there. You know, it had like a certain number of places it would send you. But if you played it right and if you finished everything that there was to finish on a daily basis every other day, you'd get a chunk of story. It was like every other, it was, you only had one day where you were doing these daily quests that were just kind of mind-numbingly repetitive. And then the next day you did the mind-numbingly repetitive and then, ooh, look, there's things to do. There's places to fly. There's people to interrupt. There's things to spy on. There's, you know, it, it, it had something there. That's why I loved it. It fed also, it to you on a regular basis. It, yeah, it wasn't, it wasn't weekly. It was as you got through it. Yeah, so that's that's certainly. As I do think the reputation really. I do think that there's things to uh, recommend the the open world concept, and there's ways to incorporate it. Yeah. But there's also something to be said for having stuff happen more than just on a once a week. Yeah. You know, but look, we should at this point we should probably move on to the, to the Hellfire Citadel discussion. Hellfire uh, Citadel. Uh, I... Ian and I have both been on the PTR now. We've looked at the Dungeon Journal a little bit. Yeah. And so, uh, first thing, I'm just going to break this right out for you. One Let's, of the reasons I'm starting to doubt that this is the final patch of the expansion is quite simple. You should, you should read the patch note where it talks yeah. about who's in the Actually, let's, let's have Liz read the, the <laughs> patch okay. notes because we've been talking over her. <laughs> yes. Well, you, you guys cover everything so well. I mean... Yeah, but I feel bad when we have Liz. you on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay, patch 
patch notes. New raid, Hellfire Citadel. Assault the Hellfire Citadel, mighty fortress of the Iron Horde, torn asunder by fell energies, unleashed by Gul'dan, and stop the impending invasion of Azeroth. Except I thought we stopped the invasion of Azeroth, like, first day. This is the second coming of the invasion. Oh, okay. This is the Kael'thas. This is the (laughs) Kael'thas of the invasions of Azeroth. Invasion 2.0. We've got it. Uh, Hellfire Citadel stands at the heart of Tanan Jungle, where 13 deadly bosses await you, including Kilrog Deadeye, the monstrous gore fiend, a reanimated Manoroth, and Archimond himself. Keep an eye out for more information on testing dates and times. One thing you'll notice, and we went we went on the PTR, I looked inside the Dungeon Journal to make sure of this. There's a name that is not listed as a 13, one of the 13 deadly bosses. Yes. Hmm. Gul'dan. Yes. Gul'dan is not one of the 13 deadly bosses. He is not in the Dungeon Journal. He is not listed as a boss. He is not anything. He's not even listed as like so, a, a part of any of the council fights. And there are okay. council fights. Yeah. So two things, two possibilities here, right? Um, either he is the hidden mythic boss, which would be lame, or he, his fate is resolved in the legendary ring chain. And if that's the case, then you don't finish that chain until the end of the raid, which means there's another patch. I'm still gunning at this because the thing is, is like they talked it up when they were talking about the way that the legendary quest worked last time, how it felt really good that you got the cloak and it was immediately applicable in that last raid, right? Yeah. It wasn't. Yep. It wasn't like you were handed because of the, the problem with the daggers, with the legendary daggers that you got um, in Cataclysm, was that by the time you finished constructing the daggers, heroic Deathwing was already on farm, and it just it felt like, well, why did I bother? These aren't even going. To, I guess I can use these to level <laughs> in Missa Pandaria, but then I'm going to just toss them aside. They, you know, they didn't really give me any oomph for the important stuff for the farming. I don't want to use these just to farm stuff. You know what I mean? So with, with, the, with the cloak, they made it so that you deliberately finished that cloak and then stepped into the Siege of Orgrimmar and it helped you while you were in there. Mm-hmm. Um, you didn't finish constructing your cloak, you know, after Garrosh was already gone or whatever because that would have made... No, in fact, when you have finished the legendary cloak, you then got a quest to go kill Garrosh. To go, to go kill Garrosh, which, you know, so, I mean, it kind of tied in together. So what I'm interested in seeing here is, Gul'dan, are we dealing with him in the legendary chain? If we're dealing with him in the legendary chain, does that resolve before we go into Hellfire or after? And if it's after, then we have another patch. Period. Well, there is one, there's one other possibility. What? Since they're trying to do patches faster... Mm-hmm. Gul'dan's fate might not even be done in this expansion at all. Mm. If they have another expansion ready to announce... Then Gul'dan makes it to Azeroth and uh-oh. Mm. Oh. Or, or he doesn't make it to Azeroth because you know we stop him and he goes somewhere else. Mm. And that's the next expansion. We really, you know, I'm totally pulling... I'm blue-skying here. But the point is, this... This is a really interesting, weird little moment, them, them having announced this raid when they did and having set it all up. Because this is like, looking at the, the bosses we're going to be fighting, this is like, you know, Burning Crusade's greatest hits. Yeah. I mean, you know... <laughs> Burning <laughs> Crusade's greatest hits. <laughs> Seriously, like, Gertrude Bloodboil is in there. We just need Kael'thas in there, is all. We just need Kael'thas in there with, 
no re- he doesn't exist on alternate Draenor. It doesn't matter. Kael'thas is there anyway. <laughs> and then it would be like home run. Um, Clearly, we can now. make him exist. Yeah. There's there's some other interesting stuff too. Um, one of the things is there's an actual Arakoa boss. Uh, I forget which one, which one it was. Shadow, Shadow something. It was Shadow Lord or Shadow. Basically, instead of being uh, Arakoa oh. dedicated to the sun worship, it was an Arakoa dedicated to shadow worship. Yeah. Um, is what it looked like, and it was like a darkened Arakoa. It was pretty cool looking, actually. It was like a fell Arakoa. Um, so. We had talked about that before. That yeah. was interesting to see that. So, I mean, there's, there's, um, Sokrathar makes a return. If you, if like me, Sokrathar, you were. Sokrathar, the yeah. eternal. Yeah. <laughs> if like me, you were irritated that he died so easily. There you go. So, like, every time he comes back, he's got a different, bigger title. <laughs> oh, it's Iskar. Iskar, that's who it is. Yes. It's Iskar. I'm like I'm looking at uh, oh wow hey the adventure guide is like yeah it's up very there cool. that's pretty cool looking um, no I'm looking at the dungeon I'm trying to look at the dungeon journal right now just to, yeah uh, yeah Shadow Lord Iskar is who that is and then um, and he looks cool he's like a fell version like purple and fell green version and there's also um, along with him. There's Shadow Lord Iskar, and then there's a Fell Raven, which looks like, uh, you know, the ravens that they, the Dread Raven mount, the Flying Dread Raven mount. Okay, it's yeah. that only it's Fell tainted and corrupted and purple and green, and it's beautiful. Um, and I hope that's a mount drop. There's Shadow Fell wardens. There are corrupted priests of Terok who look kind of terrifying, and then there's illusionary outcasts. Um, so yeah, I, I'm not sure what that's going to be exactly, but it should be interesting. Um, What's interesting is, um, if this Iskar is related to Shadow Sage Iskar, right? The Shadow Sage Iskar was one of ours, like he yep. helped mm-hmm. us. So that's interesting. Yep. And then, so. um, yeah, we've got we've got. There's a bunch of really interesting. There's a Fell Magnaron. There's the, uh, the 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 Hellfire High Council, which includes yeah. Blade Master Jubaith. How do you pronounce that? Jubaithos. Jubaithos, yeah. Yeah, and then uh, Dia Dark Whisper, who I've never heard of, and Gertog Blood Boil, because we can never have enough Blood Boil. I loved that <laughs> fight. I loved that fight in the Black Temple. I oh, that was my favorite. Because I played a rogue, and I really, really wanted him to make me really, really big. Here's the thing, though. Jubaithos, I don't know if you guys remember him. Yeah. He, he's the fell orc blade master who took up blade leadership of the Blackrock clan in Lordaeron yep. during the Third War. Yeah. So this is, that, this is the Draenor universe version of that guy. There are, some, there are some really cool names in here. Some really cool callbacks. Um, I, Sokrathar, Sokrathar is just I, I find that really funny that now it's Sokrathar the Eternal. Manoroth. Yeah, I, ooh, we should talk about Manoroth. Manoroth is interesting because yeah, in the past have, notes it said a reanimated Manoroth. And we had, we were debating back and forth. We were saying to each other In the pre show we were talking yeah, about this. <laughs> how, how do you reanimate Manoroth and and we were talking and I'd said something about you said, Did we ever see any undead demons? And someone in the chat channel said Felmist. And we were like, no, Felmus was an undead demon. Felmus was a dragon who was reanimated, reanimated by Brutalus's blood. 
And I was like, well, wouldn't that be weird if they dunked Manoroth in his own blood to resurrect him? <laughs> and if you, sure look, enough. if you look in the, in the adventure journal, Manoroth is a skeleton like Felmist was, complete with stuff coming they, off of him they, like Felmist. They pulled a Felmist fel on Manoroth, and I imagine he's going to be pretty awesome. Using uh, his own blood. Using his own blood, probably. I just like the fact that we have evidence of what the heck a pit lord skeleton looks like now. Um, yeah. And I find that fascinating because he does have two rib cages, which is weird. <laughs> like, yeah, I mean, you could, it's just a cool mod. It's a really cool model. <laughs> yeah. He's got like a tail rib cage for his, you know, and the fun organs. part is if you look at his head, his skull is split where gore howl, Yep. chunked him in the trailer so that's that's awesome right between his eyes you can see right it. between his eyes that's amazing um, his bony wings he's got his shield but now it's crackling with fell energy because you know he's fell now so yeah so it is actually pretty interesting yeah. um trying to find sakathar the eternals model and that's not loading so um no archimond is obviously the final boss here what's interesting is there is no information for archimond yet nope. really um However, he does have a uh, updated model and very he, nice too. He, he does have he does have his abilities and one of his abilities is called Fell Burst and he knocks a player and their allies within eight yards high into the air. Oh god. Now whether or not we'll have tears to counteract this. <laughs> what are you doing here? Look, just take these and for the love of all that's the loon and all that's holy. Click these. Click them. Tarana's just there. She shows up. She's like, yeah, I got this. Take this. When he shoots you in the air, use it. <laughs> but not until then. <laughs> but I love the raid strats. The raid strats for uh, Archimonde right now. Under damage dealers, it says do DPS. Under healers, it says do heals. Under tanks, it just says tank. <laughs> Try and do that, would you? <sighs> yeah, so there's... um. very much want to know who this tyrant is. Here's the part. Here's the part that I find interesting, though, is you know, obviously they've got that he's got various abilities and whatnot. Phase one is called the Defiler. Phase two is called Hand of the Legion, where he calls on like new abilities and things like that. Um, and, and there's a bunch of you know stuff with that. And then there's the va- demonic art Vanguard of the Legion. Where he summons Fellborn, oh. Overfiend, Eridar, Chaos Weaver, and a Dreadstalker. And then phase three is called the Twisting Nether. So, I mean, all of this sounds like really, really cool stuff. Um, okay, I, I have to say this, though. While that, that is cool. Yes. Uh, anybody who played a warrior in, in BC, Archimonde drops Calamity's Edge. Is he going to drop? Do you think he drops it in? Uh... I'm looking at it right now on his damn on his chart of class. Class the warrior underneath Archimonde. Oh, Le- I'm looking at. Okay, wait. Okay, hang on. I gotta go warrior. <laughs> <gasps> he does. He drops Calamity's Edge. Yes. Well, I'll be. That's pretty cool. Yeah, I don't. It's currently using a. a it's using a model from earlier raids. And you know, he stats also and all that. drops. Let's see, are any of these other things? Gavel of the Eridar, Edict of Argus. Um, he drops a bunch of trinkets, and what I what I think is interesting with the trinkets is the only thing that a bunch of these say that okay, they're class specific trinkets, and um, 
Some of them haven't been given abilities yet. They just say, grant a powerful effect based on your specialization. Um, So, like, the rogue version. Let me go back to normal because I'm on heroic right now. Uh, The rogue version, it says, you equip it. And it says, Envenom also increases the critical strike chance of mutilate and dispatch by 30%. Now, the reason that it says that is because I am specced as an assassination rogue. Were I in another spec, I have a feeling that that bonus would change. The wording on that bonus would change. So that makes sense. These are neat trinkets. Spec-specific trinkets that shift when you shift spec. I like that idea. Uh, some of them like aren't as good as other. The warrior ones seem pretty unfinished. Yeah, the, the, there's a bunch of these that are unfinished. There's a bunch yeah. of stuff on here that's unfinished. Uh, we have to talk about. We we do have to talk about Gorefiend because yeah, the, book, Gorefiend the, jur- is, the journal actually explains him. Yeah, the Gorefiend actually has like a detailed explanation of what's happened to him. Um, we can talk about this, and we can talk about this on the podcast and everything. I do think that if we are going to address this, we should probably say, hey guys, there's spoilers coming up. We're going to talk directly about Teron Gorefiend, and if you'd like to not hear what happened about him, come back in about five minutes. Yeah, but basically we've been talking about this for a while we yeah. even had a debate when you, me, and Alex were talking about it that we had no idea if Gorfine was actually dead. Because right. when, when you kill him for the uh, blood to, to make the legendary ring, he kind of goes over the side, and that's the last you see of him. It turns out that he fell into the the Akanai crypts, basically. Remember the Akanai crypts? He fell into the heart of yeah. Akandun. If you remember the Akanai crypts back in the day, he falls in there, and he just starts eating souls. He eats... Just- Eating and eating and eating and gorging on these things. Um, the, the souls of the Draenei dead are to him what Easter candy is to, mo- to, to people on Easter weekend. And Cadbury eggs do terrible things to Gorefiends. Yeah, oh yeah. Um, Liz, have you seen the model? Did you look at the picture? I did not. Was it one of the ones you posted earlier? Yeah, yeah I posted it in work chat. It was the floating purple. Yeah, it is. It is it's spectacular. Gross. It's it the is. night. Was it the Nightmare Before Christmas thing? Yes, the one that looked kind of oogie boogie-ish. Yes. Yes. Okay. Uh, yes. Okay. I'm on the same page. So yeah, um, he still Tara, has an orky face. Like there's an orc face floating in this thing. What's interesting about this, though, is it says more than just an orc. Now, Teron Gore gave up his old name and has taken a new one, Gorefiend, and he's been called. Back to Hellfire Citadel. Now it does say Gul'dan called Gorfine back to Hellfire Citadel. So Gul'dan is here somewhere. He's or just he not in this. There. He's not in this boss list. And he says he's allowing Gorfine to feast upon the souls of those orcs who were not strong enough to survive their fell transformations, and which cons- is gross. And yeah. considering his giant mouth, that could literally be feasting. Gorfine is. I don't yeah. know how to describe that model. He's this floating... He looks kind of like Slimer in Ghostbusters if Slimer were, like, purple and had a blue scorpion sitting on his head. Do you remember those de- those demons that basically... They have... They look like the... Uh, oh, bloody hell. I don't even know how to explain them. They, mm-hmm. they have a big mouth for a stomach. Their stomach has a giant fanged mouth. That's... Gorfine has a giant fanged mouth for a stomach. Yeah, he... The, the the whole devouring thing has been taken quite literally. Yeah. And, He's not um, getting anymore. His tiny little orc legs are kicking out from behind it. 
and he's got spikes coming out of him and these spikes are like they've got this kind of almost electric blue sort of fell energy thing running along. it's it's a cool model <laughs> when i saw it i was i was speechless because that was not what i expected to see yeah we were all. thinking it would be some kind of weird death knight or something but no 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 he just no, he is he is he is so far from that and he's just it's it's gross and cool like this is probably one of the coolest boss models I've seen in a long time. I they're knocking it out of the park with the boss models here cuz cuz like every boss that I've seen so far, the models for all of the bosses I've seen so far look really cool. What I'm wondering so, is um Killrog Deadeye. Yeah. Okay. Uh if you look at Killrog Deadeye's model, one of his hands is glowing green and clawed. Yep. Is that the one that was holding the cup or is that something that we don't know about yet? I think it's, it does look similar to the one that was holding the cup. He definitely has bones growing out of every part of him. Yeah. Like he's, he's, you know, he did, he did not take to this well. So here's or, what I want to know. Did he drink the blood from the reanimated, like, did they, did they dip Manoroth in his own blood, reanimate him, and then feed that to Kilrock? I got no idea. I think that the blood is generally considered to be from... The when they killed Kilroy the first time. I'm just thinking of like the fell blood at this point. The blood of Manroth is like that bowl of dip on the table <laughs> that you don't want to take anything out of because you're not sure how many people have like double dipped their chips or stuck their fingers in it. Yeah. What, it, what is the expiration date on demon blood? Is this safe to drink? Is it how long has it been sitting there on the buffet table? Like exactly. Late? No, it's. Yeesh. I can't even tell you. I can't even talk about Kilrog. I mean, I don't even know with that model. Yeah, but it's it's like it's interesting because I mean, talked about before how Kilrog has seen his own death. So I guess he would know that he was supposed to do this. I guess I don't know how to even put it. Like I, I at some point, Kilrog foresaw himself looking like this. Oh, now this is interesting. Okay, so I'm in the Dungeon Finder tab. Yes, I am back on the PTR because I wanted to look at all this stuff <laughs> up close. Um, I'm back on the PTR and I'm looking in the Dungeon Journal. If you look under specific dungeons in the Dungeon Finder, there are Warlords of Draenor Heroic, Warlords of Draenor Normal, and then there's a padlock thing that says Heroic Scenarios. And that one says Hall- Halls of Stone-Timewalker levels 75-80. Hmm. You should take a screenshot of that. Yes. Where are you seeing uh, that? It, it look. Go under your dungeon finder. In there right now. Oh, the actual. Okay, dungeon. the drop down. The drop down. Go to specific dungeons in the drop down. You see what okay. I mean? And then scroll all the way to the bottom. Random time walker king lich king dungeon test. Yeah, I see it. Yeah. So it's like, well, hmm, what is that? What is that? I don't know what that is. Oh, that is interesting. I'm going to actually uh, see something else then. I'm going to look at specific dungeon. Under specific dungeon, you have still Warlords of Draenor Heroic and Warlords of Draenor Normal. And then you have Scenarios, Halls of Stone. That's the one I was talking about. That's that's what I was talking about. Under Heroic Scenarios. This is level 75 to 80. What is that? No idea. Neither do I. I want to know what they're doing with this Time Walker business. There's nothing in the patch notes about it. 
I guess we should probably focus on talking about the patch notes that we do have instead of the stuff that we don't have. But I find this fascinating and I want to know more. (laughs) The stuff stuff we don't know is always more interesting than the stuff we do know. That's just how it goes. I do think, you know, we should mention, we've already mentioned that the Legendary Ring quest line is going to be finished. That says, finish the Legendary Ring. More information will be added as development continues. The We've been talking a lot about it. We haven't really said much about it. The Adventure Guide is a revamp of the Dungeon Journal. Right now, it just kind of works like the Dungeon Journal, but just with more stuff on it. Right. But we don't know what it's going to be in the future. And that's actually kind of interesting because it is, it is in a lot of ways, a lot more advanced than the Dungeon Journal. It has like a, a suggested content thing. It has the Hellfire Citadel thing and join raid. It's not currently accessible, but it has it right there. And the raid basically comes in when you when you look at it. The, the raid seems to be Hellbreach, Halls of Blood, Bastion of Shadows, Destructors Rise, and the Black Gate. Those seem so, to be all the type. Basically, it seems to be a five wing LFR. So Moose Man in the chat channel here has said that. Um, when you queue up for these things, it lowers your you to eye level 175 so that you are, I suppose, an appropriate eye level and strength to tackle these things as if you were, you know, tackling them head on with the time walker stuff in regards to the time walker stuff. That's what that's what he's saying there, um, which is fascinating. <laughs> so it, it, I think what it's doing is kind of letting you go back and approach this old content where you don't just bulldoze through it, like actually approach it as content content, which I think is a cool idea. I don't know. Anyway, sorry, go ahead and go back to what you were saying. I was just saying that basically, um, what was I saying? (laughs) Oh, I was just saying that you can basically go through, if you go through LFR and you look at the, uh, you know, if you if you're basically looking at the new raid, you have it has five wings. Yeah. So I don't know if it follows the same pattern as we've seen in the other raids so far. There might be like one wing that is just the Black Gate might just be our command because in the past we've seen like you know on LFR Black Hand's Crucible is just Black Hand. Okay. And Imperator's Rise is just Imperator. So right. It might, we know this is a, a 13 boss raid. Okay. So I guess in LFR, the, the wings are relatively short. They're like two, three boss right wings. If you have like, if you have three boss wings and then you have four of them, that's 12. So it feels like the, the possibility is that like the first four wings are probably going to be like three boss runs, like, you know, hell reach halls of blood, bastion of shadow and destructors rise will probably be f- three boss runs. And then there's right. a fourth. There's one last one. The Black Gate will probably just be Archimonde. That's what it looks like to me right now. Okay. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, I mean it's kind of hard to tell when you can't really. Obviously, this stuff all just came out too. So I mean, none of it is obviously finalized yet, and yeah. they could change all of this stuff at any point in time, which wouldn't surprise me. Yeah. Um, interestingly enough, if you look on the map too, if you if you go into your map thing and you now go to like you know Dranor and you go to Tanan Jungle, you can if you don't go straight to Tanan Jungle, but you just go to the world map of Dranor, you can click on a little picture of Manoroth's head that's on the map, and not only does that take you to the uh, Dungeon Journal Four 
the Black Citadel. I mean, for Hellfire Citadel, my apologies. It also has a little PH thing for Manoroth, which is PH. Don't look so smug. I know what you're thinking, but the cinematic was merely a setback. <laughs> so, there's that. Just thought you guys would want to know. Manoroth that's is aware. That, that's fantastic. Yeah. So, that's fantastic. Um, I love that. It's getting kind of near the end of when we usually go. Is there anything else you, either of you think something you really want to mention now? Like, let's let's get it out there. Um, no, I think I think we've covered everything that I really wanted to like talk about. Talk about. Uh, obviously, you know, more stuff here is going to be added as time goes on. There are a lot of gaps here where not a lot of stuff has been added, or it says, "Oh, hey, there'll be more." More information coming soon, which means yeah. more stuff roll out. But um, I do, I do have to say, I'm really delighted that we finally got the 6.2 PTR because I've been dying and dying to see some new stuff. <laughs> uh, Liz, anything? I I am actually kind of excited that there are now whole, uh, heirlooms for holy paladins because I've been leveling a holy paladin and. Of course, now I'm like level 93, and now I can finally buy heirlooms for myself. But there are finally heirlooms that I can buy. There weren't before. Cool. Uh, one thing I'm going to mention is uh, challenge modes. They've been a change to challenge modes. If you've been running challenge modes, they will now award item level 680 gear up from item level 660. Yep. So They're keeping it relevant. Yeah, that will, Challenge mode gear will get up there. And that'll, that'll, put it, that'll make it competitive with Mythic. Yes. I mean, Mythic Dungeons, you'll be getting 680 gear and then 700 gear. Uh, it's It says, here it says, it drops gear with item level 680 with a chance for boss at the end to drop loot that's item level 700. So the, the end boss might not drop any 700 gear. It's In a weird way, it seems kind of like the boss at the end has a chance to drop like the equivalent of Warforge gear. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But they haven't said what it is yet. And you, you know, you know. I'm going to actually... Really quick, I'm going to go look in the Dungeon Journal and see if there's anything about Mythic Dungeons yet. I don't think there is. There's nothing there. I'm looking at it right now. Yeah, I didn't think so. Like, there's no... um, Under the difficulty levels, it still says Normal Heroic Challenge. There's no... Yeah, there's not. There's nothing on there for Mythic difficulty. So I'm assuming that will also be coming up in time. That would be interesting to see. I'd like to see what the what how that loot's going to work. If it's just like challenge mode gear, yeah. if it's random gear, if it's just the same gear as already drops but bumped up to epic, you know, we'll see what we get there. But yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a lot in this. It's actually uh, there's changes to the Dark Moon Fair. Even um, there's more PvP stuff going on. There's a lot of new stuff on. There's a new vendor at the Pet Menagerie for pet collectors. Um, there's several new pets on it and several new toys that let you do things for your pet. So that's pretty cool. There's a lot of class changes, actually. I don't play most of these classes, so I don't feel really qualified to talk about it. But there are some class changes, and there's going to be more class changes, because this is just the first run-through. Yeah. Uh, I think it was Regarius tweeted, you know, please keep in mind this is just the first run-through. But there are class changes. You should go look at them. Um, Death Knights in particular should go look at it, because there's been some, some buffs to Frost and some nerfs to unholy i'm looking at right now yep so yeah there's that uh it's a pretty big it's a big little thing to drop i mean it was long time coming we've all been waiting for it and now it's here so 
interesting to see Hellfire Citadel finally to finally get a chance to see what our final raid's going to be, or at least if it's not the final raid, then that will be a surprise to me. But it could, you know, the, it really does. It's strange to look at it and say this could be it. This could be the final patch of this expansion. Uh, it's that been, makes no sense. Yeah, it's been fast. This has been a I, fast, fast expansion. I I think we've got at least one more patch. That's what my money's on. Yeah. Okay. Liz is betting on one more patch. Uh, Anne, you taking that action? <laughs> I still have to see... Okay, I, I still... It depends on when we get that ring. I am going to go out on a limb then, and I will disagree with Liz for the purposes of drama <laughs> and say I okay. think this is it. I think that whatever happens at the end of this raid leads into the next expansion, and I think the fact that Archimonde is the the, the last mentioned True. boss True. hints at there being something big around the corner. Wow. So that's going to be what I say. And we'll find out. I mean, you know, if my track record continues, then I am wrong, 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 and we're going to be in here for a year, so you better hope I'm right for once. Uh, but yeah, that's I it. Am, um, I'm going to, uh, as soon as we're done here, I'm going to go look around Hellfire Citadel because I just got into it. Yay! <laughs> There's nothing here. There's no mobs Wait. here, but there is a lot in? of stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of stuff to look at. All right, well, that's cool. <laughs> it's very pretty. Good luck and with that. <laughs> and gross. Yeah. All right, well, that's the show, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thanks to Liz Harper for coming on for us. Thank it's you, been Liz. Fun. <laughs> okay. Uh, next time, maybe we'll shut up enough to let you talk. <laughs> Sorry, Liz. But thank you for coming to fill in. <laughs> there's, there's lots of exciting stuff to talk about. So, talking good. Yeah, no, okay, and uh, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember, don't let naval missions destroy your life. Yes. <laughs> Bye, everybody. Bye. Bye, already. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinarian-developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.